From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, September 1st. I'm Sarah Reich. Basically, I'm looking at a, a war zone here that was a beautiful oak and madrone and manzanita. A couple of weeks ago, Catherine Cole drove out to her pasture in Hopland in a thick haze from the Dixie Fire. Earlier this summer, she lost 20 to 25 trees to PG&E's Vegetation Management Program, which the California Public Utilities Commission approved as a strategy to prevent catastrophic wildfire. Cole was especially mourning the loss of an ancient blue oak, marked with blue dots and lying on the ground in sections a few feet from its stump. And PG&E has left behind all of the huge logs. And the one thing that really upset me the day... They were pulling out um, over here. I had a good oak tree, a very healthy tree. Um, It was at least 80 feet high up here. And I came home. Not only did they take it down, but then they strewn it across all into this is, you know, I mow my fields in here. And now I have no way of moving this out of the field. What about all these chips down on the ground? Is that going to affect the grazing quality of this property? Absolutely. I don't know what to do with the the chipped area, whether I can, you know, rake this out of here. You know, I mean, this is all, I seed all in here. And did you know that they were going to come that day or did you just come home and this had happened? We knew that they, they said they were coming. They had marked some trees. We had some, you know, little scrub oaks and things like that and we had all the dead from the fire the river fire and we thought oh well they'll they said they'd clean that out because that's a fire danger but we were not (laughs) notified that they were going to take down this oak without (laughs) some kind of consideration for it it i mean it took years and years for that oak to be there pg&e spokeswoman deanna Contreras said in an email Unless it's a transmission line that runs through their property, PTE contractors should have communicated with them clearly about the work, what to do with the chips, and what was going to be removed and when. Contreras offered to send a supervisor out to the property, but between stress about COVID and wells running dry, Cole demurred. It's not like I trust them to come back and clean all this out, you know. In July, PG&E announced plans to start burying about 10,000 miles of power lines in districts at high risk of fire. If they put underground lines and they come down here after they've cut all these trees, (laughs) like, well, thanks, and now just dig it out. Cole's neighbor, Kellen Kaiser, said she's doing her best to keep the company off her land. They have been basically absent for my entire life. And then last year, they started doing significant amounts of work on the property and treating it very disrespectfully. So, like leaving gates open that let my cows out, Um, leaving gates closed between pastures that my cows were supposed to have access to, leaving messes in terms of like cutting wood and not cleaning up that wood. So me and my mother started kind of resisting their presence on the property and like calling people and complaining and locking gates and like basically just trying to keep them off of the property. Um, I'm 
a sex educator, and so I teach about consent all the time. And it seems to me that the concept of consent is like totally lost upon these people. Even though I've explained repeatedly, like we are, you know, a group of women who would love to know the random strange men that are wandering around the property, that concept even is lost upon them. The transmission lines run along Parsons Creek, which in the middle of August still had a pool of cool water shaded by a tree with a blue dot on it. Most of the trees on Kaiser's property by the creek are marked with one blue dot, which Contreras says means they've been selected for trimming. So they were on the property. I just like found them at 11 a.m. like wandering through my property when I was getting like turning on water. It was like, oh, a white truck that I was expecting at 8 a.m. but had never called. So at that point, they were like, well, let me give you a tour of our plans and explain to me what the marks on the trees were. And as we went along, they were just going to cut down so many trees that are a part of this riparian corridor that exists on this protected creek. And I, over the years, have had so many people tell me what I can and can't do with that creek as a property owner that have told me that, you know, the steelhead trout that run through there are protected. But if I have to treat the creek with that much respect, which I think is the right thing to do, like, why doesn't PG&E have the responsibility to treat that creek with the same amount of caution. And when I asked them, like, have you done environmental reviews? They said, you know, yes, but they won't show me those reviews. They won't connect me to the people that did those reviews. And when I said that is what I would need in order to give consent, that in order for me to be able to agree to them doing this work, I would need to speak to the environmental review people. That hasn't happened yet. In the meantime, the combination of fires and losing their trees has taken an emotional toll. The fire sweeps through your land. You have no control over it, no recourse to do anything about it. And then this is sort of a similar process where this, like, much larger force sweeps through your property. And you also, again, like, have no control over it. And so now I have, like, a double PTSD. PG&E PTSD. (laughs) For KZYX News... I'm Sarah Reif. I think if everybody that this was happening to knew each other, knew that it was happening, then maybe there could be a collective front. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.